The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassett of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osses here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. I even chimed off on that there in our opening. (laughs) (laughs) Unintentional chiming. Sorry about that. I can't believe the summer's over. Here we go. It went so fast. Don't. Well, I mean Labor Day, you know, behind I know, us now. but we still have some warm days ahead well, of us. Well, hopefully so, for sure. I'm oh, yeah, hoping sure. so, because I just set a goal to get on my boat 30 more times by the end of the year. I just... Uh, so, shh. I know. It's just all of a sudden, you know, it's 4th of July, and then you you blink, mm-hmm. and it's Labor Day. Yeah. Oh, and, I know. Uh, I know. You know. But what a what a great weekend, though. You know, yes. a little, little bit of kind of signs of, of the fall, you know, creeping in. Uh, the thing, the thing I've sort of noticed is that you know the the lead up to summer seems to take forever. You know, you're waiting for that warm weather <laughs> summer, and then, then, but boy, when summer ends, it ends. You know, and it, and you're you're it, it's not like this. Well, I still slow think- gradual wind down of, you know, it's going to be in the 70s and then the low 70s and right. like that. It doesn't really work that way. Yeah, you know. I guess I don't know. We we get some of those like spot hot days right mm-hmm. I mean yeah. we're not obviously not getting like those triple digits like we right. did earlier this no, summer but, that's okay but I don't mind when we've got those 70 oh yeah no it's good working outside would, hiking weather oh, yeah, all of that perfect mm-hmm. uh, even being on the boat you know yeah. so over Labor Day weekend I had um, several of my girlfriends on the boat out in Andrews Bay had a blast and you know weirdly enough I was the only person who got in the water oh <laughs> well yeah well I can say that that's actually factual because the other individual who got in the water was my dog. Right. And okay. he's not a person. <laughs> so it was one person and a dog getting yeah. in the water. Oh, wow. And I will tell you, I ended up scarred up like usual with him. But oh, well, sure. my girlfriend, when she brought a bunch of the floaties that we were supposed to be able to use, she brought ones that she had used last year with her kids at Lake Chelan, mm-hmm. which, uh, guess what? Weren't in the best condition and couldn't keep their air. Right. So, you you know, Rusty likes to try and get on my lap mm-hmm. when I'm on a floaty. And so I have this like flimsy, crappy <laughs> floaty <laughs> that he's trying to climb on top of me in the water. Oh. So I had all these scars, like, you know, big dog lines up and down the side of my body everywhere because he was yeah because he was trying to climb me you know it's like "Ah, stop stop and then of course into the water we go (laughs) oh well we ran up to um, roach harbor and oh yeah they have a great end of season event it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. um every yeah they're awesome if you haven't been to roach harbor you don't have to have a boat to go there you know just even take a trip up there get on the ferry uh, at sundown, you know, in the, mm-hmm. during the summer, they, yep. they do their, their flag ceremony. It's yep. called the colors, retiring the colors. And it's a, it's a, it's a really cool thing. Um, they, they bring down the, the Canadian flag. They mm-hmm. bring down the U S flag, the, yep. the staff there does a wonderful job of it, which. And then makes, they also have a jump in moment for a well, lot of the staff. I was too. just going to say, so, um, you know, once, once the, the, the flag is down, all, almost all the boats in the marina blast their horns it's just a really nice fun fun event yeah 
Um, but the last mm-hmm. um, weekend of the season, which is Labor Day, that Sunday, all the staff jump off the pier into the water. It's not all. Well, dang it's, near. It's a good it number of them, but it's probably not probably thirty or so of them. So um, then they had more people this year because when I've been up there, it hasn't always been that many. Well, every year I do it, there are, there are. So there you go. You okay. must have got them on a bad year. Maybe it's cold that time or something. Anyway, it, it was. It's cold. a it's a really fun event and just a great place. Just a great place to go. So uh, I'd highly recommend that if you're out and about. You yeah, know, too next, late for this Labor year. Day, but yeah, put it on your calendar right. for next year. And if you're going to, then you probably want to schedule that way in advance. Because mm-hmm. with more people having bought boats, right. more people are going up there. Absolutely, but then again, you don't have to have a boat. You know, there's there's options up on on the islands for camping, for B and Bs, for little hotels, motels, things like that. So it's it's definitely a, you know kind of go up there and just oh, just unwind a little bit. You know, it's a little little bit better pace and um, good food. Good, yeah, another good, option good if you don't get a spot on the island is you can always stay in Anacortes or nearby mm-hmm. also and just sure. take the ferry over. They trip over. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Lots of people, yep. lots of people do. Well, and I'm mentioning that partly because I was just up in Camino and Anacortes also over Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. looking for replacement property. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Looking for some rental property up there. Yeah. Markets a little nuts up there, just like everywhere mm-hmm. else. So speaking of the winding down of summer, though, we should compare that to what's actually, instead of boating, um, what's going on in the real estate market. Mm -hmm. And I will say, even though, so August was a record month for Team Reba. Um, Out of the 19 years I've been doing real estate, we had a huge month because, as you know, we also had a (laughs) client in common Mm -hmm. um, who I did four transactions with. Um, so while it was big for us, part of that was because some of the sale prices that were a portion of that person's transactions with us. But what was really interesting to watch is, um, seasonality came back to real estate. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were asking about this because when COVID hit, right. So we're going to do a little quick comparison of Mm -hmm. last year to this year. Um, last year in August was a record for the MLS, mm-hmm. our local multiple listing service. Right. Um, because since we'd had the shutdowns at the beginning of the year, right, in April and May, that really rocked the industry, that meant when normally people were going on market in like May mm-hmm. and June, suddenly now that got pushed, mm-hmm. right? Because right? people still had to live their lives. One of the reasons they made real estate, you know, like your industry stayed a, a necessary, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't considered that until a few weeks later mm-hmm. when they right. realized, oh, well, people do still need to move and, you know, right. relocate. And actually this disease is causing people to have to do some of that, right? Mm-hmm. So they put us back into the camp of like, okay, here's a necessary industry. So now we all get to keep working. So August last year, it's going to be very interesting to see because we're just, you know, still into early September. I'm waiting for the stats to come out from the MLS. But I was seeing um, across the United States articles talking about slowdowns in different regions, which seasonally that is usually quieter. And part of it comes from the fact that a lot of families if they're going to move and they have children, they're mm-hmm. doing it usually before the school year starts, mm-hmm. right. right? And last year, because everything was kind of on hold and they didn't even know what was going to happen with education, it was less of an issue because people could do online school, mm-hmm. right? Well, this year now we're back into physical you know, locations mm-hmm. 
And one of the other things that was kind of interesting, you know, and we this is one of the reasons we also see the seasonality is it's not just people changing for the school year, but August around here gets slower just because everybody goes on vacation because mm-hmm. they're trying to get that last vacation in before the school year starts. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it was rare that this year school started before Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So we actually did see a little bit of a slowdown, especially on listing activity. You know, when we saw listings coming out, mm-hmm. um, not as much buyer activity. And mm-hmm. I do believe a lot of that was because, I mean, you could just email anybody and you got out of office messages. Right. Right. right? right. I'm emailing attorneys, property management mm-hmm. people, right. other real estate agents, buyers, you know, Appraisers. sellers, every, every, everybody yeah. mm-hmm. was on vacation right. at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, September, though, it'll be interesting to see how, as the month progresses, if we pick back up again. Mm -hmm. And if that really was just that blip of what we normally see in seasonality. Mm -hmm. But um, I've been watching also in the multiple listing service kind of what's been going on with some stats. And um, it does seem like inventory to pendings is kind of creeping closer together right now. Mm -hmm. It could be short term, like, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, I look at it every day practically. Um, so I'm going to be watching that closely to see if throughout the rest of this month, if that continues or if it was just because everyone's getting those last little vacations and stuff done before the end of summer. What's the overall listing count now compared to maybe, you know, August? Um, you know, everything's still down. Mm-hmm. You know, the listings have not, um, I mean, in terms of numbers of, of listings, like if we look at our local counties, well, in general, we're still down. Like all the stats that keep coming out of the MLS mm-hmm. is generally we still have less inventory than we've had in prior years. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's um, yeah, there's still a lot of activity from the buyer perspective. Because like I keep getting lots of phone calls from people who are saying, hey, I want to go ahead and make my move now because the interest rates are still staying low. You and I are going to probably be talking mm-hmm. about this when we get to interest rates because mm-hmm. there's expectations that over the next few years, mm-hmm. I have clients who have financial planners who are saying, look, do it now mm-hmm. because in two, three years, five years, we're anticipating things are going to be up in terms yeah. of the interest rates. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not even just in five years. I mean, could be within months, you know, that yeah. we, may, we may see that happen. Right. And house values are not going to go down. No. Well, that's why I'm, you know, we've talked about it on the show before. The reason I'm selling my property in Kansas is, okay, great. Kansas finally got above like a 3% appreciation rate mm-hmm. hitting 10, but here it's 20 to 30. Right. And, you know, in each of the counties, I mean, I'm looking in multiple counties right now for replacement property and I'm running into my own client's problems, which mm-hmm. is properties are selling fast, even if they've been on market for a while, mm-hmm. by the time you're starting to take a look at them, because people are using the same kind of strategies you and I talk about it, like you see it on for 21 days, 30 days, now maybe you've got an opportunity on your hands. Right. Something's not going well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either something's not going well, or they're about to do a price adjustment, and it's mm-hmm. just, do you react first? Right. Yeah, before absolutely. someone else. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing to think about is if and, and, and I have this conversation all the time, people are like, well, gosh, I'm just not finding anything. I think I'm just going to wait mm-hmm. for the prices to come down. Oh, I can't stand that and, comment because they're not. Oh, yeah, they're not one, coming down. The, the appreciation one, the, might slow. Right. Yeah. The, the the rate of increase might decrease, but they're still going to be going up. Exactly. And the problem is if you combine that with higher interest rates. 
-hmm. you're really, really affecting your affordability. Absolutely. So it's one of those times where we're not just saying it. I mean, you No, because you, you and I both it. know. It's yeah. like, it, you know, this is this, this is real. Yeah. And it's different from 2008, you know, when we had the, the great Way recession, the great housing crisis where there was a bubble. A lot of that was due to speculative, um, lend, irresponsible lending, speculation. Mm -hmm. But also there were way more homes for sale. Um, yeah. at that time and and there just isn't now so there's no there's no downside room you know for prices to fall because the the the, the supply is not there right so anyway well let's let's um we got to take a real quick break here but let's pair that with what's going on with interest rates give you an update on on the markets like um, a fine wine yeah let's pair that we'll be right back on open house with team reba thanks for listening and hope you're having a great weekend Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. And Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m. That's right. And always, always, always on podcast. Yes. You can find... Oh my gosh, over 230 episodes. Yeah. Online. Well, isn't this our month, right? <gasps> yes! Six We're, years. Yes. Happy early anniversary. By the <laughs> third week of the month, we That's will right. be into our next year. We'll, gone, we'll be going, oh no, will we have a seven-year itch? Oh boy, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, let's don't scratch it like my dog did me <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that exactly. could be painful don't worry <laughs> oh, oh my gosh that's not what i meant but okay <laughs> i have now, so many, so many things i could say right now but I'm this so is a good proper station so i'll yes, just correct. let that go and yes. um you want to know Moving about on. rates? Yes. Let's just move right along <laughs> on to those rates. All shall right. We? Well, um, <laughs> as I've said many, many times, you know, interest rates are driven by the bond market and the bond market is driven by fear. That's right. Fear of everything, but especially inflation. Yep. And, um, and typically, you know, good news is bad and bad news is good when it comes to interest rates. So signs of the economy slowing uh, or bad news will typically cause interest rates mm -hmm. to fall and uh, signs of the economy booming uh, jobs being created things like that will cause interest rates to rise it doesn't always work that way um, last week was was probably a pretty good example of that although somewhat somewhat you know filtered so fright last week we got the August employment numbers okay. and they were extremely disappointing um, so it was How forecast so? that there were going to be 750,000 jobs created for the month of August. It came in at 235,000, staggeringly Wait, say those low. Again? We were forecasting 750,000. Oh, my it gosh. came in at 235,000. Like less than a third. Totally missed the mark. Wow. Now, normally when we would see some a statistic like that, so that's, that's bad news, right? Therefore, it's good, which means right. it could cause interest rates uh, to fall. Um, and they they didn't <laughs> they okay. didn't because um, there's there's other factors that are kind of going on right now. But you know one of them is is that um, the markets are looking at the Federal Reserve and what is the Federal Reserve going to do um, with their their um, 
purchasing of mortgage-backed securities. Right now, the Fed, and since the start of the pandemic, has been buying mortgages like a drunken sailor, um, you know, at a, just a massive rate, artificially keeping interest rates low. So the question is, at some point, the Fed's going to taper away from that. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna stop that. Um, they kind of keep kicking the can down the road. We don't really know when they're going to start tapering. Um, but, um, but at this point, um, you know, they're, they're still kind of holding off, but the, the financial markets are just kind of wondering what's going on. Was this a blip? Is this an anomaly? You know, the, the job growth was pretty strong leading up to this point. So I think there's just kind of a little bit of a wait and see attitude going on, you know, with respect to that. So we'll keep a, a, a real close eye on, on what's happening with, you know, with the job market. Um, the other part of that is the unemployment rate. And unemployment rate, um, you know, it did, did drop a little bit last month, um, but we're expecting it to go back up. In fact, why is that? Next week, probably by next week, it should go back up. Here's why um, because this week it was the end of the extended unemployment benefits. Ah, now if okay. you not are, because Roach Harbor closed for the season. <laughs> no, no, not that. <laughs> no, right. Well, that too. Um, but if if um, if you've been not looking for work, you're unemployed. You're not been not looking for work for at least four weeks. Mm-hmm. You're taken off of the rolls of actively seeking uh, work as far as the unemployment statistics go. Got so it. that lowers artific- sort of artificially lowers the unemployment numbers. Now, all of a sudden, those extended benefits, especially the 300 bucks extra a week, mm-hmm. is done. It ended at Labor Day. And so now, all of a sudden, those folks are expected at least to go back to start looking for work again. Well, They will go back onto the unemployment rolls because they're actively looking for work. Gotcha. Which could conceivably increase the unemployment rate. Well, that will include uh, my roommate. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have to have a conversation with him. Let's not name names, but but yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to name names. But but if you right now, it's it's in, it's believed there's roughly about 10 million open job positions nationwide. You know, so so there is a ton well, of demand a, for yeah. For jobs. There's a ton, everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. There's signs somewhere, in the I mean, windows. Like, there's mm-hmm. signs in the windows. There's signs on trucks driving around. Yes. Right. right. And I mean. My team, like the only fast food place that I go to, because I'm always concerned about the kind of food that goes into my face, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Taco Time, right. a local company. Yeah. One of the drive-throughs that I went through recently, picking up lunch for me and the team, there's a sign there, and it's saying, you know, yeah, they're hiring. They had a two thousand dollars signing. Yes, bonus. yes, yes, yes. Fast food companies are doing that. Yeah, yeah. restaurants. I mean, and, you see the signs for Amazon right. everywhere. You see the signs. I mean, there's tons. Of, and it's so funny to me because I do meet people who've been unemployed for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And they and I, well, I just had a conversation uh, out dog walking the other day, a gentleman and his wife that I met because uh, of our dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, he works in technology and had gone through a layoff just pre-COVID. And then, of course, you know, not working during COVID. And mm-hmm. I actually made a suggestion to him because I know other people in different industries um, that need technology workers. Mm-hmm. He's just been trying to get hired on at all like the big, you know, unicorn companies, right? You right. know, like the Facebooks, Googles, and Uber and all those guys. And I said, well, have you looked at other industries? Because they all need technology workers. 
and they're losing lots of people to those other big firms because of how they, you know, how they mm-hmm. pay them. Right. And like, you probably don't need to be in the position you're in. He just hadn't, he honestly had not thought to look outside of what he considered his own industry. Even yeah. though software as a service and all of that is is needed everywhere in every mm-hmm. industry right. because we're all impacted by it now. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Which, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks here, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, just with this end of this, the unemployment extended benefits, that's mm-hmm. affecting about seven and a half million people, um, you know, nationwide. So, so it's you and number. I will have to be keeping an eye in then as that happens mm-hmm. on the forbearance programs. Right. Well, that's, that's, kind of also part of what's going on now, mm-hmm. you know, right now, the, the forbearance programs, it is still possible. And by the way, if, if you are struggling financially, please, please, please reach out to your, yeah. your loan servicer, talk to them. Yes. You know, they're going to, they're going to try and figure out a solution for you. They yeah. really, really, truly will. And, or if so, you know somebody, please mm-hmm. mention yeah. this statement to them. Absolutely. Because uh, we've said this before on here, when the great recession happened, Many people did not know that there were options, and this time those options were available up front mm-hmm. versus chasing the tail, the fact, so to speak. You know, when someone's credit was already destroyed. Exactly. That, that's right. And and there are special refinance programs right now available as well. So yes. so absolutely. So but here here's a rundown with um with interest rates. Okay. Anyway, I kind of to summarize all of that. Uh, markets are still taking a little bit of a wait and see attitude to see what happens here looking forward. Um, you know. One of the reasons the economy is is not you know crazy on fire at this point is because of the the jobs mm-hmm. you know, the lack of lack of employees so that may solve itself here fairly soon. Thirty uh, year fixed rate the national average this week two point nine seven percent. Nice and a fifteen year fixed rate the national average two point four one percent. FHA and VA two point six five percent. And jumbo thirty-year fixed rates are averaging three point one percent. So all in all, Still you know, extremely awesome. excellent, excellent rates. Um, your rates will vary. You know, rates are are dependent on a lot of different factors: mm-hmm. the loan amount, the type of property, your credit score, uh, how much you're putting down. Mm-hmm. You know, the type of property. You know, so a lot of different things to yes. to, to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but they're still you know remaining extremely. A house is not a house well. is not a house. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. So. Do it now. I'm yeah. telling you, they're not going to get better. I, I, Yeah. And we've been saying that. I know it sounds weird because we've been saying it for months, but this mm-hmm. is all due to circumstances. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And circumstances change. Yes, they do. So, and they, they can, they can, they can change quickly. The old yeah. adage. If someone and, was to go back and listen to the very beginning of our shows, mm-hmm. they'll see what the interest rate difference was. Right. They'll hear it. Yeah. When we started, we were up in the fives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's a lot of movement that's happened right. just in the time that we've been doing this show. And the old adage with rates is they go up like a rocket, but down like a feather. Mm-hmm. You know, they they, yeah. they don't go down that quickly. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens here looking forward. Um, all eyes are on the Fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the financial press is finally starting to pick up that the Fed is... Um, you know, they've been buying mortgage-backed securities, and then they, they're talking about tapering, meaning Maybe backing off. Maybe they're listening to the show, Eric, because <laughs> you've been saying it for a while. For a long time. <laughs> you know, but, but you know what? Even if they do start tapering, I really question how much of an impact that's going to have because mm-hmm. 
tapering is backing off the number of new mortgage-backed securities they're purchasing, mm-hmm. but they already have trillions and trillions oh, yeah. of dollars on their balance sheet, and they're reinvesting those as they come due. Mm-hmm. So are they really stopping the reinvesting? No, they're mm-hmm. not. You know, they're just slowing down the, the, the rate that they're purchasing. Right. So, so even tapering is not going to have a catastrophic effect on so interest rates. So that's sort of like a hoarder who just started cutting back a little bit on their purchases. Or an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just Both. cannot drink yeah. as much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The damage has been done. <laughs> My liver is shot. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of like that, I suppose. And uh, you know, time time will tell. But but we are fully expecting rates to go higher. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's it's just. Um, you know, somewhat inevitable at this point. So get your um, refinances in now. Yeah, get them in. Get them in now. You know, get um, that taken care of. So, quick question for you though, um, mm-hmm. just because I know we're going to be coming up on a break, because um, I know you're doing refis. How long is it taking for a refi right now? About ninety? Mm-hmm. No, no, about 40, 45 days. Okay, all yeah, right. Something like what that. if somebody wants to do a cash out refi and or HELOC? Is that even still available? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Same timeline. Same timeline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So everything, that part's moving along fine. Our biggest factor right now is just how quickly we can get an appraisal back. Right. You know, so on the, on the, the processing side, it's, it's pretty quick right now. Speaking of appraisals, mm-hmm. after we come back from the break, yeah, I want to chat a little bit about that. Again. Oh boy. <laughs> no, that I ought mean, to be fun. No, it's just, um, cause I, I mentioned to you as we were going to go into this show, that there was a couple things I wanted to to talk about, and mm-hmm. it's like appraisals versus market analysis versus these automated systems. So, right. just putting that little sure. bug in your ear that once we get back from the break, I want to compare the things that are out there yep. because there's some stuff that my team and I are going to be doing soon that hits along those lines. So we'll be right back on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM fifteen eighty. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Yeah, welcome back. Eric Oz is here from Homebridge <laughs> Financial Home Mortgage. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, so now that we are back, yeah, I want to get into bots and beats. Okay. Meaning talking about okay, the bots. So, well, okay, so I you probably get email from me from this thing called Homebeat. Mm-hmm. And then I get email from you from a thing called Homebot. Uh-huh. Okay, so we got the beats and the bots. Yep, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and, and because um, I have other people in the industry who apparently don't pay attention to the fact that they're sending their competitor their emails and other stuff so I can see what my competition's up to. I also get this from, you know, other companies, right, you know, right. around, around the United States. And... Um, so this is this is a conversation I'm having to use in training with people in my team mm-hmm. all the time. Like, what's the difference between or, or even clients? Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, well, the the tax assessor sent me this," and it's mm-hmm. like, "No, that's not really probably what your house is worth. Right? That's what they're taxing it based on, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily what its market value is right. today." And I'd be happy to buy it for that price. Yes, in yeah. most cases, <laughs> which is. Another reason why I'm bringing this up, because the education around this continues to be lacking 
because people look at a tax assessor and go, oh, my house is worth this. Mm -hmm. You and I have also brought up how many times that when like someone passes in a family, family members will take things like a tax assessor statement or they'll have a, they'll go to Zillow Mm -hmm. or they'll go onto another site that has an automated valuation model Mm -hmm. and they'll just grab whatever's on there. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's a reason the appraisers do their job in a purchase or a Mm -hmm. refi. Right. Right. Because they're validating the value of that property. Real estate agents like myself also can do this. And I want to let our listeners know if you ever are in need of one of these for a um, something that might be seen by the IRS or that you need to have for a tax filing or you need it on file yeah. for these types of things, we can actually be hired to do this. Oh, sure. And we we offer them um, to the consumer public for five hundred dollars for a residential. It's it's three hundred if it's a condo. It's five hundred mm-hmm. if it's a residential property. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do multifamily as well, but it's going to depend on the number of units. So I'm not going to give that pricing over the air right now because it does depend on whether it's a two, four, twenty unit. I don't do like large complexes, mm-hmm. um, but like twenty and under, I'll do. Okay. Um, so. And we can do those the same as an appraiser for those situations, whether it's in a divorce, because people need that in divorce decrees to figure out the valuations because of a splitting of assets uh, or figuring out what the overall valuation is so that they can do that, you mm-hmm. know, number crunching. Yeah. Um, c- stepped up cost basis analysis, right. like when somebody passes away and maybe there's a surviving spouse. Um, or you need it for the reset value of the heirs to that property, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I have been finding in some cases that attorneys, to make it easy and because a, because appraisers are in short supply right now mm-hmm. and they're very you know becoming more and more expensive because of the fact there's so much demand on their services, mm-hmm. Those appraisers are usually charging six fifty to eleven hundred dollars for these kinds of things. Right, right. And so, you know, we just want to make sure that the public knows that there's an option available to them, and that is something that we're also letting attorneys know. Because here's the concern about someone just saying, "Oh, here's the tax assessor notice," or "Here's I just pulled it off the internet." Mm -hmm. Because if you undervalue that, which is very likely. You're not doing the best situation for that surviving family member. Right. There can be some serious tax implications to that. There, Yeah. Because if, let's say, because we have this happen very specifically. I always like to give this one example. Um, one of my friends referred her stepsister to me many, many years ago. And she was living in the same house with her mother and grandmother. And both the grandmother and the mother died the same year. Now, this mm. woman was on disability. So she immediately lost her disability because the state determined now she had resources, Mm -hmm. but it's in the form of a house. Yeah. So she has to matter for certain things like that. Yeah. Right. And so she has to, she's forced to sell the house to get access to those resources. Mm -hmm. Right. Which means she's about to lose her home. Right. Which is not the best situation for Mm her. Well, here's the painful thing that happened with her was the attorney who had done the estate planning for the grandparent somehow, I believe, broke confidentiality about that situation in his office place 
because he shared an office with a CPA. Mm-hmm. And the CPA went to Zillow and looked up what the value said there. Mm-hmm. That price point was $100,000 less than what we were able to sell that house for. Mm-hmm. And he went directly to her. Now, this is a woman who's on, as I mentioned, she's on disability. She can't focus. She's on so many medications and can't, um, her memory is poor Mm -hmm. and she's Mm -hmm. not able to function. Mm -hmm. So it was very questionable that the CPA, one, first found out that the property was even available and then went to a site where, you know, there's a lot of people nowadays who think, oh, if I go to Zillow, that's my value. Oh and no, far and, from and it. there are attorneys who are going to those websites now right. and just plucking it. And I, I'm, I'm questioning whether over time, because that's not validated by anyone. Right. 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 And those websites don't know what your house actually looks like. No, they, they absolutely don't. And what, what a lot of people don't understand as well is, is there's a, a value that pops up. Mm-hmm. And it's a range. It's a range. It's, they just pick an arbitrary number mm-hmm. within the range. Right. So how does that compare to what an appraiser does? I mean, an appraiser mm-hmm. will actually look at your home and yeah. sketch it out, square footage, bedrooms, they bathrooms, style, info. lot size, age, condition, all those sort of factors. And then they have to find four or five homes in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that have recently sold that are similar enough to your yep. home to make comparisons to. Yes. And that's somewhat subjective, you know, mm-hmm. because no two homes are, are identical. Right. So as a practice then, what the appraiser will do is make adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, because no two homes are alike. This right. one's bigger, we'll make an adjustment. This one's smaller, we'll make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. This one has an extra bathroom or this one's not in as good mm-hmm. a condition. Right. They'll look at the terms of sale. You know, was was mm-hmm. there some unusual seller concession? Yep. You know, was it a, an estate sale, a foreclosure, yep. something like was that? Was it someone selling to friends? I actually right. make a point, and the thing is, is the real estate agents now locally, mm-hmm. the, the multiple listing service, our local MLS, wants us and they've actually even added more text box now to say what was the selling situation and what was the financing situation mm-hmm, right so that we can put that information in there because i i tell you i field phone calls all the time with appraisers mm-hmm, sure. and they're always asking me about other sales because they're checking someone else's valuation mm-hmm, right and i absolutely because because a lot of agents don't do this they're supposed to and i will make sure that i put very clear information so like you know, I mentioned earlier that you and I had a mutual client that we worked with. Well, in the sale of one of their condos for his mom, there was a very extenuating circumstance where they sold to friends. Mm-hmm. So they sold it at a discount. Right. And so I made a point of showing, no, there was no seller concession, but that's because it was sold at a below you know, market value well, to I'm, these I'm individuals. I'm glad you put those comments in there because otherwise an appraiser could look at that and, and yeah. that could skew other Absolutely. sales and, and subsequent sales in yeah, the same condo project. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. And that which, was one of the things. Which which is one of the things that led to the big housing bubbles in 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Um, because if somebody bought a home zero down, overextended, had to bail on it, they mm-hmm. sold in a short sale or it was a foreclosure yep. situation, that irresponsible person selling their home in a in a mm-hmm. desperate situation 
just brought down the values of everybody else in the neighborhood. Yeah. And, and when you've got multiple people doing that, it, it really can impact you. So Oh, absolutely. Days, yeah, and, and that's why I did make sure to put those notes in for that particular condo because I do know that that building has active listings in it right now. Yeah. Oh, good. And yeah. so I would know, you know, sure enough. In fact, one appraiser did call me. He's like, hey, I just want to verify, like, you wrote this. I'm like, yep, let me just tell you. And I told him that it was actually worth this, but because mm-hmm. it was you know, friends that have done other transactions with them where they gave them a discount. Same thing. It was kind of mm-hmm. like one hand washing the other a little bit. Right. We look at, is it arm's length you exactly. know, type of a type of a transaction? Exactly. So, so we made a point of putting that in there. So I'm just going to remind our, our listeners to the show, you know, we offer this service because as I'm outlining it, um, for one of my team members right now because we're doing outreach programs to attorneys to let them know that this is available because one we can save a family money mm-hmm. because appraisers are a little bit more expensive than us but i i have worked with enough estates and because now you can't go do this like i just also want to point this out you can't just do this with every real estate agent no. and the reason why i say that is you need someone who actually has history so I wouldn't get like, you know, my sister-in-law who just got her license three weeks ago to do this. Right. Just to help help her get on her feet. This is not the person the IRS is going to look and see like, what is the experience level? So when I have provided these reports, I make a point of giving a biography of who I am and my history and the number of sales and things like that so that they can see that this is a person who has experience. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is very, very important that it needs to be somebody with experience because otherwise it's no better than Zillow either. Right. No, that's totally true. You know, someone does one, two transactions a year, probably doesn't have the most honed skills. But if mm. you find somebody who's like me or even me and my team, we can certainly provide that same service mm-hmm. and do it at a good value. And we're looking for the same things that the appraiser would be looking for and making sure that report reflects those types of items. Now mm-hmm. we don't get to measure because they don't require real estate agents to do the measuring. We're not licensed around that, but we will go and check what are supposed to be reasonable resources around that. Or if you have a former appraisal that shows measurement or you have building plans or things like that, those are other things that we mm-hmm. can do. You know, I think we've got a little bit more to talk about with appraisals as well. I know we've got to jump into a break here, yeah. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit as well about um, some of the the scheduling challenges and things that we're having in the industry. Yeah, you know, relating to appraisers. Yes, um, and we and we still didn't fight out the beat versus bot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think my bot beats your beat. <laughs> Maybe there we'll talk go. about it. I don't know. Well, stay tuned. We got more open house with Team Reba coming up here. We'll be right back after just a real quick few messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Well, thanks again for listening in. So, mm-hmm. Reba, we go on and on on talking about things, but we never give our contact information out. Somebody needs to reach out to you. How can they do that? Well... I was just saying during the break, I'm I'm going to start asking our listeners to reach out to us on our Facebook page mm-hmm. 
meaning the Open House with Team Reba Facebook page. If you weren't aware that we already had one, there is a Facebook page. You just type in Open House with Team Reba. You'll find us right away. And it also has the rest of our contact information like phone numbers and emails if you want to send something personal there or you can do a direct message. But I'd love to have our listeners start going and liking our page and they'll also get a chance to see mm-hmm. new content coming in there or repurposing content um, from shows that, that we've seen the most traction with right. where people are like, that was a great show because it's a, it, we're going to do a whole series on like the insurance stuff and other things that um, have have really kind of caught people's listening ear, I guess. I can't say they catch their eye. Right. But, <laughs> and then as we go more towards even offering this in a video format, that'll be there. Very cool. So I'm going to say, please go to the Facebook page okay. for Open House with Team Reba. But how about open you? Open House with Team Reba. Yes. Well, I suppose you could do that as well and just ping me, or you can catch me directly as well uh, at uh, eric at ericismybanker.com. That's Eric with a C. You can also call me anytime, 206-915-ERIC, 206-915-3742. And, um, you know, any time I talk about finances with somebody, I just so you know, that is totally confidential. Uh, we have a fiduciary responsibility to maintain your confidentiality. So we talk a lot of story yes. problems. A lot of folks have personal questions and issues and mm-hmm. situations that come up, and I'm always happy to kind of help suss those out right and as we've mentioned before if you're going to try and call us please send a text ahead of time because we do find sometimes on these saturdays yeah yes well because sometimes someone may be listening on a sunday Mm -hmm. and and that triggers their memory like oh yeah i should call this person right Uh, but if it's on you know the weekends yeah we do the show but One's a replay and two, yeah. you know, the rest of the time we have off. We're, we're busy <laughs> so, doing other things too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sure, so please text, let us know, or or actually text to set an appointment even better. Right. We want to know it's you and not somebody from AT&T Direct trying to get me to sign up for some program that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, okay. So I was reluctant to give the number 206-457-2984, and that's a Google number for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I've been getting a lot of spam on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, we know if you go to the Open House with Team Reba Facebook page, you're looking for us. Yeah. Right. So, you Absolutely. know, that's that's another that's way to good. do it. That's a win. But uh, yeah, anyway. Sure. Okay. So we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Talking about appraisals. Yes. And there is a shortage of appraisers. Yes. In our market, almost nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem locally here especially is it for a new appraiser to enter that market Mm -hmm. they have to complete 2,000 hours of Mm -hmm. mentorship and they also have to have a four-year college degree right and uh, it's it's really making entry into that industry very very difficult because the Mm -hmm. existing appraisers out there are too busy to mentor anyone yes where they are supposed to inspect every home that new appraiser inspects the scary part is a lot of them are also on the older side Oh, yeah. Well, you when I know that, I mean, mm-hmm. we had a transaction that I was working on mm-hmm. uh, personally, and I think the guy showed up with his walker. With his walker. <laughs> you know? Probably couldn't so, get up and down the stairs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so the problem right now, though, is that these appraisers are so busy that they are sitting back cherry picking the reports that they want to work on. Yep. So I just had one want to charge us a extra fee uh, because the property was located in Seattle. We had another one that wanted to charge an extra fee 
uh, because we needed the report back in 10 days rather mm -hmm. than 14 days. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some markets in Washington where it can take you know, three weeks or four weeks to get an appraisal report mm -hmm. back right now. And uh, it's just because there's, you know, the further out you go from the urban areas, the fewer appraisers are, are out there working those areas. And uh, they're just taking their time or they're going on vacation or they're fishing or they're doing this or they're doing that. I had one complaint. It was a, there was a power outage during the heat wave, but there was no power outage where that appraiser lived. So it's like, okay, come on. What? Uh-huh. So I mention this because you're out there trying to buy a home you're competing against other buyers. Uh, you want to you win your offer, and maybe one of the ways to do that is to have a fast closing. Maybe it's a 30-day closing or, or even shorter than that. Mm -hmm. Be sure to talk with your lender because what if we need an appraisal and uh, how quickly are we going to be able to get yeah. that back? You're going to have to pay some possibly rush fees, and some yes. could be exorbitant. Yeah. So I, I have another example of even... I'm working with a different lender uh, with a past client doing a buy sell. And last week we had a one week delay. I got to tell you, I was pretty unhappy. Mm -hmm. You know how pleasant I am when I'm unhappy when mm. these things happen. Less pleasant than even the normal level of pleasantness. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> love you so much. Yeah. Good thing there's a spit screen between us. <laughs> um <laughs> I do what my brother did when I was a little kid and hawk a loogie yeah. at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I had actually pointed out to this lender that this complex, when it was built in 2008, guess what? You know, because they didn't sell all the units back in 2008, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the housing crisis. Mm -hmm. And... So that developer still owns 64 units. And I pointed this out Ooh, to that lender. That can be a problem. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, we're going to have any issues around any of this. I want to know now versus later mm -hmm. because my client's selling their house already and they're going to mm -hmm. close that first. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no problem. No problem. Not a big deal. Well, last week I found out, hey, as my client is literally moving out of their home into a hotel, mm -hmm. we're told, because he calls and says, do you know about this $900 appraisal I have to pay for, a second appraisal? And I went, what? Mm -hmm. uh, no, no, I don't. What is it? And so I called, because he didn't know, and he was very upset. And the, of course, the lender said, oh, no, we'll cover it, we'll cover it. Called that person up and found out because they hadn't taken my advice to look at this earlier. Yes, it can be financeable, but they had to switch from, I can't remember if it was from Fannie to Freddie or Freddie to Fannie. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. of course, in changing that loan type, they won't use the same appraisal. And so last minute, they had to order another appraisal. They're charging $900 for it because we needed to, because they were like, well, we need to have until like, you know, the 13th of the month. And I was like, they're, moving out of their home now if you could look at me right now my eyebrows are furrowed i know your I'm whole face understand is, what yeah uh, that is um that's a little bit bizarre yeah yeah that so, shouldn't happen so they yeah they had to change the loan and then they just said well i'm sorry that they won't accept this other one blah 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah and i said then i need you to do better right and she kept kind of working around like do better 
Mm. And then again, tried to like <laughs> do better. Yeah, yeah. And they ended up having to get their head of underwriting for that company to call because two appraisers were considering and they were going to get it back by a certain date. So mm. they called and begged them because mm-hmm. I gave them the circuit. I'm like, these guys are going to go live in a hotel with their cats mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. they're waiting mm-hmm. for their new place to close. And so they ended up finally, you know, they did convince them that they were supposed to get it back that Friday, but I'm still waiting to find out closing. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, Ugh! we have lots of stories. We could do this. I could do this all day long. I know. Yeah. We could. We could. <laughs> we well, sometimes do when we have I guess, beverages. I guess the most important <laughs> point is to make sure that you're communicating well, you know, with your mm-hmm. agent, with your with your lenders. You know, let's make sure that yeah. all these types of questions and issues are vetted out. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah, if it's going to take extra time for an appraisal, you really need to factor that in. It yes, doesn't help to win do. the offer if you can't, if you can't meet perform. the conditions, if you can't perform. Yeah. And we see so many offers coming in right now where all of our, our major contingencies are waived. Yeah. You know, inspection contingency waived. Financing mm-hmm. contingency waived. Oh, so yeah. now what happens if you can't perform, uh, you could lose your earnest money. Or worse. Or and worse. as you know, right. we just finished a transaction where that was some serious tense moments mm-hmm. and we made it happen. You didn't help for the amount of hair in my head for that one, but thank you very much anyway. You're welcome. Though, so. I'll just give the buff next <laughs> That's time. Right. That's right. <laughs> a little sheen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for listening in Open House of Team Reba. Join us again every Saturday at 2 o'clock, Sundays at 3. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.